Revelation 15, 2-4. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them, and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds have been revealed. Let's sing together.
overcame, you overcame. Mm-hmm. Because of that promise, we stand secure today upon the promises of his word. Lord, help us to build our lives upon the solid rock of your promises, your word, which is our true and firm foundation. We sing, he is my rock, my shield, my fortress. He's my salvation and my strength. The cords of death, they were surrounding me, but he heard my cry for help. Sing it.
desire to stand upon your word, to live by the light of your truth. Would it be a lamp into our feet and a light to our path, we pray in Jesus' name. Welcome back. Man, 2021, who thought we would be here? Happy New Year to you and your friends and your family. It's so good to be back with you in Women's Bible Study. I have missed you. I've missed digging into the Word together. I've missed our groups. Um, And so if you're joining for the first time, welcome. My name is Coley. Uh, I'm one of the women's pastors here on staff. It's so good to be with you, to dive into God's Word together. And if you are joining us for the 30th year of your life, Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for showing up and being here. Um, I'm excited for what 2021 has in store. As we've already seen, uh, lots of surprises. It looks like ahead. But before we dive into our text today, um, I want to give a few brief announcements to just bring you up to speed, do a little housekeeping, because we haven't been together for a while. So uh, first things first, our new study guides are available, and they're adorable. Uh, we did a women's Bible study pickup already, and we had office hours already. So if you did not yet get this, this cute little guide and you would like it, uh, we are going to have them available at the Saturday services at Village Christian School uh, throughout the entire session. So you can come four o'clock Village Christian every Saturday. Um, if you need to make a special arrangement, you can email women at ca.com and we will figure out a way that we can get this little book in your hands because it's fun to go through the book. And so uh, study guides are available every Saturday. Um, we also, I want to tell you, some of you know about this, some of you don't. We have a CA women's app, a Christian Assembly Women's app. And why I share this is some of you love to look at my face, and I love those people that love that. But some of you would much rather just hear my voice on a podcast form when you're walking. I'm a big, I like to listen to things when I do my little walk around the Rose Bowl. So if that's you, uh, the app is a really convenient way to get our talks every single week, and you have the option. You can watch me on your little phone, or you can listen to me on your little phone. So um, if that's something that you don't have time to sit in front of a computer, you're on the go a lot, you're driving in your car, uh, audio might be an awesome option, and the CA app does that. So you can check that out, you can download it, it's free. Um, Next announcement is, if you are watching this, if somehow in the universe you stumbled upon this and you don't have a group, uh, I want to encourage you, you are welcome and invited and encouraged to join a group. Our groups are online in this season, so if you are in Amsterdam and you discovered our little church and want to do our little Bible study with us, you can still be part of the community. All you need to do is go onto our website, sign up to join a group, and we will place you in an online group. It's so much better to read the Word of God together and community and to go deep with other people who can hold you accountable, who can love you, can share the joys and the pains of this season we're in together. So I want to encourage you, if you're not in a group, um, you are invited and welcome in our community to be part of a group. We'll find one for you. Um, And last but not least, uh, we used to meet in person, like most places and churches, I imagine, and we used to take an offering every week. And so now that we're online, we're not necessarily doing that, but we do offer uh, the option to give an offering if you would like to do that. You can make your checks payable to Christian Assembly Church and in the memo line, just write WBS, Women's Bible Study. And if you have any questions, you can ask your leader about it. Um, They know what to do. And this money, the donation, goes to making our books and doing the things that we do here. So thank you so much for your offerings and your generosity. Um, But now let's dive in. I don't know about you, but I am very excited to get back into God's Word. Um, And on a more serious note, I don't know uh, where you're at, how you're feeling as 
as the new year began. But just from a place of honesty, it's been a really hard start of the year for me. I'm someone who tends to be very optimistic, almost euphoric. And so even I was talking to people before the new year. I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm just ready for 2020 to be done. I just can't wait for the new year. And then New Year's came and, and last week happened. And it's been painful and it's been hard to watch our nation be divided against each other. It's been painful to watch the racial divide in our country. Um, and there's been just this sense for me of, God, where are you? I thought this was going to feel new and it doesn't. Um, so I just want to encourage you wherever you are today, you might be in a similar place as me. Uh, you might be feeling stressed. You might be feeling anxious. You might be feeling depressed. Um, I just want you to know you're not alone. And if you're not in that place, if 2021 has been awesome for you and it feels like a blank slate, we celebrate that with you. And no matter where we're at, we know that God's word is active and alive. And so part of doing Bible study is getting us back into the truth and to the reality that God is always working for our good on our behalf, regardless if we feel it, see it, or know it. So I just want to encourage you today, um, if you're doing this Bible study with us, regardless of how you feel, this is a great place to be. And I think God's word, I pray that it ministers to all of us wherever we are in this season. And so we are diving in. Uh, for those of you that didn't get the new little books yet, uh, we were in a season or a series called Acts Be the Church. And so if you're just diving in, if you didn't do the last uh, eight weeks with us, I'll give you a little brief overview. Um, Acts is a book of the Bible that's written by Luke, who wrote the Gospel Luke. And he is a physician, so he pays a lot of attention to details. And the book of Acts is really the story. It was called the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And so this this book that we're in is talking all about how God's spirit works in his people to accomplish his purposes. And one of the main verses that we studied and focus on in the series, Be the Church, is the call on the apostles' life. And this goes to the apostles, but this is also true for you and I as we follow Jesus. It's Acts 1.8. It's kind of like the summary verse. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So that is the mission call of the beginning of Acts. And then we see in the rest of the book, the story of the apostles with the Holy Spirit taking the gospels to the end. But what I love about the beginning of the story that we see played out today in our world is that the temple used to be the place that Jesus resided. So people would have to go to Jerusalem to be in the presence of the Lord. And then when Jesus came, his new covenant was started with his people. And he said, I will give you my spirit spirit and I'm going to be in my people. So no longer was the temple the only place the Lord dwelled. Suddenly in the book of Acts, as we see, the Lord promises to give his spirit to all who believe. And you and I, when we believe in Jesus Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit and we become the new living temple. We become the place where Jesus dwells. And so this last section, we focus on what does it mean to be the church? Church isn't about a building. Church isn't about a place. Church is about us being God's people. And this session, we're going to switch over. We're going to talk about what it means, uh, if you haven't seen the title of it, to live with purpose. So what the hope is for this next book, it's, it's got 12 lessons in it. Our winter session is six week and our uh, spring session is six week. What we want to do is we want to focus on really applying the word to our life. Um, I got a Christmas gift for, uh, from Trader Joe's, the 12 days of Christmas. And it had all these little cute sample size things. I don't know if anyone else got it or received it for Christmas. And it was so fun to open one a day leading up 
to the season. And what I realized though, is there were such small little portions. I just kept putting them aside of like, oh, maybe I'll use that for travel. Well, at the end of 12 days, I had all these, this overflow of little cute goodies that I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna use. So I made this resolution. I'm like, Coley, if you don't use them, you're gonna end up throwing them out a year from now. And so the first day I took a bath, there was a little tube of body butter cream and I was committed to use the entire little bottle. I, I could have probably just gotten away with a few like rubs on my arms, but I was committed to using all of it because I knew if I didn't use it, I would lose it. And I wanna encourage us, a lot of you have known Jesus for a long time. Uh, some of you are Bible scholars. Some of you know so much more about the Bible than me. Uh, wherever you're at with your journey of knowing Jesus and his word, I want to encourage us and challenge us in this season uh, to apply what we have. Because we can have it all up in here and not use it. I could just use all those little samplers and keep them for the day that I needed them. Jesus wants us to apply the word to our life. And if we don't, we lose it. And so my prayer for us as we enter this ser series is it's a more of an application focus. Every week, we're going to focus on what it means to be people who fill in the blank based on what our lesson is. But I want to challenge you and I to really pray that God moves the truth of the gospel not just in our heads, not that we read it and understand it, we can talk about it, but that he moves the truth of the gospel from our heads to our hearts. And this can be the greatest distance in the world. Uh, we can know something and it's very different to live it. And so my prayer for us as a community has been that when we dive into this lesson, we can actually apply it. We can chew on it. We can put it into action. We can try it on for size. That little body butter, we can use all of it uh, instead of just knowing it in our heads. Um, so that's my prayer for us as we dive in, that you and I would grow uh, into people who live with the purposes that God has set for us. Um, and so that's my hope and prayer for us this session. And I'm excited to do this with you. And so uh, on that note, we are about to dive in to our first lesson in 2021. And as I said, um, the year started off not as I expected. And so as I was kind of working through my emotions, a lot of grief of kind of what I was hoping to feel. I think I was hoping for a lot of hope to come in the new year. And for me, that didn't happen. And so as I was working through my grief and kind of processing, I was noticing all the things that felt like loss, that felt like death, that felt like pain. Um, and I, I opened up my Bible and I realized we're jumping in uh, to the section where Peter does two marriages miracles. And today we're going to talk about what it means to be people who are alive. I don't know about you, I have felt a little dead uh, from 2020. And so uh, my hope as we dive into this today is that we will just open our hearts to whatever God has for us and that we'll allow him to speak to us. What does it mean to be people who are alive and that you and I continue to live that out uh, in this season of turmoil and chaos, that you and I would be a light to the world this week as we live out what it means to be people who are alive. So if you have your Bibles, you can jump in them with me. Otherwise, you can follow along on the screen. We are starting in Acts 9, 32 through 43. And to catch you up, we just went through Saul's dramatic conversion where he was, Saul was a Jew who was persecuting Christians. He was trying to kill them. He was getting license uh, to take people into captivity because they were Christian. And then Saul's walking and he has this dramatic encounter where Jesus himself speaks with him. He realizes Jesus is real. And Saul, through the New Testament, becomes Paul, uh, one of the most prolific writers of the New Testament. And so we 
we just finished seeing Saul's journey and his encounter with Christ. And now we're jumping into Peter's story. And the last time we saw Peter was in chapter eight. Peter was called to Samaria uh, with Philip. And Peter and John went and they laid hands on the new believers and gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Saul is becoming Paul. Peter is out and about traveling. And that's where we enter the story. So uh, follow along with me. Acts 9, 32 through 43. We're going to read it in one chunk, and then we're going to dissect it. So let's go. Uh, Acts 9.32, it says, As Peter traveled about the country. I just want to pause on that. Bringing us back to Acts 1.8, Jesus says, You will be my witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Peter is living that word right now. He's applying it. Peter is moving into Judea and Samaria territory. He's making the gospel known. So Peter traveled about the country. He went to the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's currently the home of the international airport. So if you've ever been to Israel, you've been here. Uh, verse 33, there Peter found a man named Ananias who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for for eight years. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Ananias got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Continuing on in 36, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name was Dorcas, which means gazelle or woman of grace. Uh, she was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed in place in an upstairs room. Uh, Lida was near Joppa. It's about a three-hour walk, 10 miles. Uh, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothes that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. This is the word of the Lord. There is two amazing, incredible, miraculous things that happen. Peter heals a paralytic, someone who has been bedridden for eight years named Ananias, and Peter raises Dorcas from the dead. She was dead. The Holy Spirit came. He prayed and Jesus raised her back to life. So two very incredible, awe-moving things that we see in this text. Um, and so in normal Bible study fashion, we're diving into the three things, I love it, three things that we can take away from this. And how I want to frame this is these are three things I want us to invite us to chew on and apply as we seek to be people who are alive in 2021. So uh, the first point, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are because we created a notes page for you and your little cute book if you have it. Um, just kidding. I love taking notes because I'm nerdy, but you don't have to take notes. But if you are taking notes, uh, the first point in our talk today is we have to go to Jesus Christ for life. I'm going to say it again. We have to go uh, to Jesus Christ for life. 
There are so many things in our culture that tell us that they are life-giving. Uh, if you're into New Year's resolutions at all, the sky is endless of the things that promise you life. Uh, new diets, new dating apps, new cars, new houses, new travel plans, new apps on your phone that you can organize your life better, new saving budgets, new debt-free processes. There are so many things in our world that compete uh, for the life that comes only through Jesus Christ. And so when we think about being people alive, alive in 2021, we got to know the source. We have to know where true life comes from. And we see it right here. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Do you know that today? Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ alone saves you. It is only through Jesus Christ that you and I can experience real life. Uh, John 5.5, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You and I cannot be alive and we cannot have life apart from Jesus Christ. Um, Acts 4.12, Peter says, there is no name under heaven by which men must be saved. It starts with Jesus and it ends with Jesus. And so what we see uh, from this text, we see that there is this physical ailment that really reflects an inner reality. It reflects the condition of your and my heart and soul. And so what's highlighted here is the physical, what we can see. Ananias is paralyzed and Dorcas is dead. So that paralysis and that death actually represent on a spiritual, emotional, mental, mental plane what you and I experience apart from Christ. Life apart from Christ is death. Do you know that? Do you know that when Jesus Christ invites you to receive him as, his, as your savior, he's inviting you to wake up to be alive because without Jesus, you and I are dead. And so these miracles, they show us these miraculous physical healings that the people at the time could see with their eyes. So the people got a testimony, they got to witness the truth of what Jesus does with their eyes in a way that you and I, we feel and experience the reality of that without ever seeing it. You see, Peter, Peter acted with the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to represent what Jesus does in all of our lives. This does not mean that physical miraculous healings don't still happen. They still happen often. Uh, but the point is, it wasn't just about the physical healing. Luke in his writing highlights these to show us the reality that you and I, apart from Jesus, there is no life. We can chase anything of this world. We can get skinny. We can get new kids. We can get, we can get a new husband. We can get a new house. We can, whatever the world paints will give us life. We can chase it. It'll never give us real life. Real life is only found in Jesus. Um, I love this pa passage in Ephesians. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6 says, as for you, talking to us, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Did you hear that? That you and I, before we know Jesus, we're just trapped in our sins. We're living for ourselves. We're trying to make sense of our life uh, and we're giving in to whatever the world tells us will make us happy. Uh, verse three in Ephesians two says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. When you and I live in our sin and transgressions, uh, 
there's a consequence to that. It's death, it's punishment, it's penalty uh, because there's no goodness in living for ourselves in that way. Uh, Verse four says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, I love that. Do you know that today? God is rich in mercy. He does not punish us for the sins that we deserve to be punished for. That's what mercy means. Um, But God, who's rich in mercy, verse 5, made us alive with Christ even when we are dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Uh, One of the things that we see in this story, it points to the reality that you and I are all dead without Jesus. We live around, we live without an awakening, without a reality. Um, If Jesus is not in us, there is not eternal life. It's just life here for today, for the now, it's the temporal. But Jesus, he invites us as his children. He says, come to me, all who are wearied and burdened, I will give you rest. Because Jesus went to the cross. He took on the penalty of our sins so that you and I would not receive the punishment we deserve, but instead we receive his life. It is a gift that you and I get to be alive and free because of what Jesus did for us. And so Peter, in announcing, he doesn't even pray. Did you realize that? In verse 34, he just, he speaks straight truth. He says, Ananias, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Peter just speaks directly to him the truth. Now, you can try this, and if you want to try this, I encourage you it. Miracles do happen today. God's spirit is alive and well. Um, This has never happened to me. I've never seen it happen, Um, but I know that healings happen all the time. But I, I think the principle that we're getting from this isn't that we just go around pointing at people, get up, get up, heal in the name of Jesus. Some Sometimes he heals, sometimes he doesn't. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We don't know who he heals and why he heals, but what we know is the healing power that Jesus has is available to us, not only in the physical, in the spiritual, in the emotional, and in the mental capacities as well. Jesus Christ wants to give you life. Will you receive that today? Will you receive the gift that Jesus died to give you and recognize that nothing in this world will satisfy the way that Jesus does? I have a huge list of resolutions. I don't think resolutions are bad. I don't think they're wrong. One thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be a little bit healthier because for those of you who have watched this before, you know that I have a tendency tendency towards things that aren't good for me, like churros. And so I'm trying to think of like, my body is a temple. I want to be healthier. That's not a bad thing. However, I will not find life purely in being healthy. I will not find my joy, my hope, my future. I will not find everything I need uh, for this journey uh, apart from Jesus Christ. And so resolutions are awesome. Uh, Goals are great. I encourage you. I support you. I bless you to chase them, but I want you to chase them with Jesus. I want you to invite Jesus to live at the center and to give you life. So the first truth that we learn from this is we have to go to Jesus Christ for life. We cannot be people who are alive in this day, in any day, in any time, without Jesus living inside of us. And so if you have never invited Jesus into your heart, I wanna encourage you, uh, it's not anything fancy. You just simply pray, Lord Jesus, would you come live in my heart? Uh, Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you make me new? I can't do this alone, I need a savior. So if you've never prayed that before, um, I would love to pray that with you. You can pray that with me as I just prayed it. And we would love to follow up with you and connect with you and invite you into a community that is doing life with Jesus. Um, And so 
If that's you, please let us know. You can email us. I would love to have a pastor follow up with you. And I'd love to just invite you to do life in community so you're not doing it alone. Um, so life starts with Jesus. That's the first point and the most important point. Um, the second point I'm going to make today is miracles aren't the end goal. Miracles aren't the end goal. Uh, so often in life, we think that if we just had that one thing, it would make us happy. Um, I don't know about you. There's a lot of miracles I've prayed for in my life. Some I've seen come to fruition. Some I haven't. Um, but there's never been any answer to prayer uh, that has caused me to stop praying. That's caused me to think, okay, well, now I have it. Everything's good. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget when I was in college, uh, I wanted a North Face jacket so bad. I, everyone on my campus had one except me. I was wearing a Target coat. And all the girls in my dorm had them. I wanted one so bad. And so I saved. I begged my parents. My mom's like, I'm not going to get you that for Christmas. But, you know, you have a job. You make your own money. You can save for it. I finally bought the North Face jacket. And I even remember putting it on the first day of, like, I felt so trendy. I felt like I belonged. I walked on the street and, like, North Face, North Face, North Face, North Face. I felt like this is it. Well, I'm sure you know where this story is going. That didn't last too long. Uh, a few weeks later, I was out and about with a friend at a restaurant. I forgot it at the restaurant, called the restaurant, it was gone. The point is, the things that we think will satisfy us never fully do. And even in this story, Ananias, he says, get up, roll your mat, go. Dorcas, rise from the dead. The Holy Spirit raised Dorcas from the dead. The reality is Dorcas is still going to die again one day. Miracles aren't the end goal. Miracles instead are what Jesus uses to point us to the ultimate miracle that you and I will live with Christ forever. It's not about the healing it's about the healer. Because if you'll remember what happened, Peter does two miracles and this is the result. It's not that Ananias' life was fixed and everything was perfect and he never sinned again. He had a great life. That wasn't the end of the story. And it's not that Dorcas lived forever then and kept serving. That wasn't the point. There's two points that came out of this. Verse 35, all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him, Ananias, who was healed, and turned to the Lord. Everybody who was in that community saw what the Lord did and put their faith in Jesus. The miracles aren't about the miracles. The miracles are about pointing people to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. The real miracle in this isn't that a paralytic after eight years walked. It's that an entire community came to know Jesus because they witnessed a taste of his power just a taste of it, a foretaste of the feast to come. Uh, whenever you go to yogurt shops or ice cream shops, now you get to sample uh, their delicious products, right? If you go to Salt and Straw, you get multiple little samples. I try to get all of them every time I'm there. But the problem is, those, they're not really like enough. It's not like when I get a sample, I can't just continually sample, sample, sample. Till I, I don't get the whole barrel, which is essentially what I really want. Um, this is true in this story too. And Ananias, Ananias doesn't get a full healing. He's not covered forever. He's never not going to have problems because he got healed. He got a taste of the goodness of the Lord. And that taste that the entire community saw caused them to turn their hearts to Jesus and to know the truth about who he is, that he is the God of the universe, that he is sovereign all over all, that he's the author of life, that he's the beginning and the end. The real miracle was that an entire community was saved because of what Peter did through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So it's never about the miracle. And I just wonder on that note, if there's something that you're really hoping for in 2021, if you're thinking, man, if only I had fill in the blank, then I would be fill in the blank. I want to encourage you, whatever that is, um, I want to encourage you to give that to the Lord. And that's not a bad or good thing. If that thing comes true, if you're praying for something and you see it happen, my encouragement is to celebrate and to give God praise, to give him all the glory, to not get what you prayed for and say, oh, like I must have worked really hard or oh, I guess that's nice, but celebrate it, share it, tell what the Lord did in your life because the miracle, the answered prayer that God wants to answer in your life, it's not just about you. It's not just about you getting the thing that your heart desires. It's about the Lord getting glory for how good he is. And this story, this healing of Ananias and the raising of Dorcas, these were both miraculous signs that told people of the greater picture of God's goodness. It's about the greater goodness. Uh, So when you receive what you are praying for, what you're hoping for, if the Lord gives that to you, I want to encourage you, make sure that it's not just about the thing you get. Make sure you tell the story of God's goodness, how he did something bigger than you could ever do because he's a God who always is providing good gifts for his kids, who's meeting us where we're at. He's the answer the gift isn't the answer, but the gift is nice, so we thank him for it. And the third thing I want to highlight today, uh, the last point I'm going to make in our lesson today about being people who are alive um, is that, hmm, I've got to turn my page, pause with me. The last uh, invitation I have is this. There is an invitation for you and I to get up and live. Peter says it twice in this passage. He says, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. I love that little line, roll up your mat. He says, Ananias, the place that you have been staying is not where you will be staying any longer. Get up, pick up your home, pick up your place and walk and move. Get up. And he says to Dorcas, Dorcas who was dead. I love Dorcas because she has such a servant's heart. And there are so many Dorcases in our community. Women that think of others. Women that serve others. Dorcas was known for her good deeds to the poor. And I love that when she raises, Peter immediately calls in the widows. He says he wants them to see the glory that their beloved friend has been restored. The one who made them clothes. The one who ministered to them. The one who cared for them. We can be Dorcas's in this season. God's calling us to get up and to be the people that he created us to be. And who you are and who I am, it'll look different. I don't know about you. I'm not a sewer. I'm not going to be a Dorcas in the, fen- in the sense that I'm knitting clothes for orphans and widows. What I love to do is I love to go and I love to serve with my hands. I love to listen to people's hearts. Uh, God created us all so uniquely that there's not one formula to be a Dorcas. But what I love is her posture before the Lord. She was a servant who was known in the community. And so I just wonder, in this invitation, Peter says, get up. He says it to Tabitha, and he says it to Ananias, and they get up. What do you need to do in this year? What is God inviting you to get up and do? Um, And there's two little questions I want to ask you out of this. Um, In this story, we saw that Ananias was paralyzed. That was his, his physical ailment. It trapped him for eight years. The question I have for you today is what 
is paralyzing you in this season? What's keeping you from getting up and doing the work of the Lord, of going out, whatever that looks like for you? It might be praying for someone. It might just be talking to someone. It might be listening. It might be serving. It might, I, it, the sky is endless of the things that you can do for God's glory. But what is paralyzing you? Because what I do know is we have an enemy who is real. He seeks to destroy. And if there's one tactic of the enemy that I've seen even in my own life, he likes to paralyze us. He likes to paralyze with fear. He likes to paralyze uh, with despair, with depression, uh, with anxiety, with uh, unforgiveness. He likes to paralyze us in bitterness. He likes to paralyze us by making us think, why does everyone else get what they want? Why does everyone have what I don't have? Satan loves to paralyze us. He loves to hold us back. What is paralyzing you? It might be a physical ailment like an Ananias, or it might be something else. It might be something emotional. It might be a relationship that's holding you back. It might be your own mind that's keeping you from doing the things that the Lord invites you to do. What is holding you back? What's paralyzing you? What I want to invite you to do this week is I want to invite you to bring that before the Lord, to name it, whatever it is for you, we all got something that paralyzes us, to name it and to bring it to the Lord and ask in the name of Jesus, will you set me free from this? Because we know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Jesus desires uh, to set his captives free. And everyone's timeline is different as well. Ananias was paralyzed for eight years. Some of you might be living with a paralysis that's lasted 40 years. And some of you might be entering one that started the day COVID started and is 10 months old. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you that the Lord loves to give life and life to the full, to bring whatever's paralyzing to you before the Father and ask that he would heal you, that he would set you free. That's the first thing I want to ask. And the second thing I want to ask, Dorcas, uh, she died. She was dead and was raised to life. What is causing you death in this season? Is there an area of your life that just feels so heavy. It might be a relationship. It might be a trauma that's happened to you. It might be your current job situation or your financial situation. It might be that a loved one is suffering with something that you cannot fix or control. What is causing you death in this season? Maybe it is a form of sin, an action, an addiction, something that you feel is bring, is keeping you from being alive. I want you to name that as well. And I want you to pray with Jesus that he comes in. But more than that, I want you to share that with your community. I want you to share with people that you trust, that you feel safe with, that will pray for you. And if you don't have those people, I wanna encourage you, our staff would love to pray for you. Because what we don't want, we don't want the enemy to isolate you and think that you're alone in that. We don't want you to think that there's no hope, that death and despair are your plot in life and you're stuck in all that in there all that you're given that is not the god we serve we serve a way maker who makes a way in the wilderness so i want to encourage you to do some work with god ask him to show you what in your life is causing you death or despair or destruction and i want you to have the courage to share that with somebody who will care for you 
who is safe and who will pray for you because we are not meant to carry our burdens alone. That's a trap of the enemy that you and I have to live with the burdens that have been placed on us and it's our fault and we have to figure it out. Satan just covers us in shame and the Lord does not shame us. He says, no, you are my chosen daughter. You are my beloved. I want to tell you the truth about who you are and I have created you for life and life in the full and I died to take on your sins so that you wouldn't have to carry that and in this life on this earth. Jesus has made a way for us to experience life, even in chaos, even in political turmoil, even in a divided nation, even in a pandemic. Jesus Christ died to give us life. And so I want to invite you to allow somebody safe to enter that journey with you and pray for you in that. I hope that that could be your Bible study table, um, but you alone can discern what you feel comfortable with and what you think is appropriate. And like I said, we have a team, uh, the pastoral staff at Christian Assembly would love to pray for you, whether on the phone or Zoom, however you want. Don't let Satan take away your life and light by lying to you and saying that you have to do this alone. None of us were created to do this alone. And so when you look at the next year ahead of you, at 2021, it started with an unfortunate beginning. I have hope that God is always doing a new thing. Therefore, the old is gone. The new creation has come. It's a promise from 2 Corinthians 5.17 that God is doing something, that you and I are new creations because of Christ and that we have hope in what he wants to do through us. Uh, what I love about this passage is the person who I see most alive as a human in this is Peter. Peter has the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit and he is on mission. He's moving. He's going. He's allowing the Lord to use him as a vessel. Peter got to witness Ananias getting up and walking a paralytic. Peter got to witness as he went into the room. One note I want to make about Peter going into the room and asking everyone else to leave. Some of you might have questions about that. I think that goes back to Mark 5 when Jesus was with Hyrus' daughter and he asked everyone but Peter, John, and another disciple to stay with him and he prayed that the daughter would be risen. I think Peter was following the plan of the master. Peter watched what Jesus did and he replicated it. You and I, in this session, in the 12 weeks, we're gonna watch what the disciples do, and then we're gonna try to put it on for size in our own life. And Peter is the epitome, the example of a man who is fully alive in Christ, a man who knows he's loved, knows he's valued, but knows that the power is not his own. Peter doesn't get any of the glory in this story. He's simply a vessel inviting the Holy Spirit to work through him to bring life wherever he goes. Ladies, that is what I think 2021 is about, about you and I not creating or finding life or struggling or striving to get life, but us receiving life from Jesus Christ, inviting the Holy Spirit to live in us, to do a new work in us, that we may go out and bring life to those who don't have it, that we can bring light to those who live in darkness. See, God has plans for you. God wants to use you. That get up and go, that is a call that's on our lives. Uh, pandemic or not, God wants to use you to bring life uh, to the spheres, to the community, to the family, to the people that are around you. That's the invitation. And so my prayer for us this week, uh, as you and I dig into the word, as we join community, um, as we figure out what 2021 looks like, is that you and I, would be alive in Jesus, that we'd invite him in and say, God, do a new work, have your way in me. The world around me might be crumbling, but I am not, and I am ready to be used by you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
that you are a God who makes us alive, that we don't have to be dead in our sins and our transgressions, but that through the gift, the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, the grace he offers us, we're invited into life, eternal life with you, but also life to the full here on this earth. And so God, we pray a blessing over our nation, Father, that you would unite us, God, that you would give us your peace for such a time as this, Lord. We pray that as Christians, as those who follow you, God, that we would be fully alive, alive in love, alive in forgiveness, alive in grace, alive in joy, alive in hope, alive in peace, that we would be your light, God, in a dark time. So God, I just commission my sisters, whoever's watching, God, I pray that you would allow them to get up and live this year by the power of the Holy Spirit, that they would become a Dorcas, God, in their own community, whatever that looks like, God, and that we would be Peters, that we would be people seeking to bring your life wherever we go, knowing it's not us, God, knowing it's just you. We're, we're just vessels that you use. So bless our community, Father. Bless us to be people who are alive this week and this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, guys. Um, look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for joining. Blessings on you. Happy 2021.